Welcome to the Mind and Body Strong podcast, a place for women to redefine their relationship with food and their body, tune into their inner wisdom, and become the best version of themselves. My name is Katie Pijanowski, and I'm an anti-diet and body image coach, certified personal trainer, and lover of all things travel, brunch, and personal growth. Join us each week as we share insightful conversations with guest experts, along with my own personal stories and teachings that aim to help you reconnect your mind, body, and spirit while releasing old beliefs, dogma, and expectations that no longer serve you. Each episode is packed with nuggets of wisdom that are sure to leave you feeling inspired, challenged, and empowered to take action in your own life. Shy away from tough topics? No way. In this space, we welcome things including mental health, sex, diversity, eating disorders, weight stigma, and all that comes with having a human experience. I'm so excited to have you on this journey with me, so grab a notebook, pen, and some headphones, and let's dive in. my friends and welcome back to the podcast. Now before we jump into introducing our wonderful guest for this week's episode, I want to let you know that I now have my one-on-one coaching open. I am accepting four more ladies into this program, my Trust Your Body coaching experience for the end of the year. And I wanted to give you a little idea of exactly what that looks like. So the Trust Your Body coaching experience is for any woman who wants to learn effective mindsets and tools to eliminate food rules, start tuning in and trusting their body's internal wisdom on what to eat, how to eat, and how much. It's for anyone who feels like moving their body or working out or exercising is a chore and wants to learn how to live a more active lifestyle It's for anyone who is feeling like they have so much shame around their their body image and maybe they're feeling a little bit nervous going into the holiday season about the food going on and the the quote-unquote triggers that will be coming up, whether it be family members, clothing, all those types of things. The holidays, I think, are a time where a lot of these things that we're going through are heightened, being around lots of family, having a lot of things going on. And so the Trust Your Body Coaching Experience is something that I created to really help support women through this process. It is a six-month-long coaching program in which we work together one-on-one where we meet every single week on Zoom. There's three calls a month. And this is one of my my heart and soul passions is being able to help women in this way. It's really me being your guide and helping you to achieve what it is you would like. Now for about six more days as of hearing this episode live on the 25th, I will be offering $200 program credit if you schedule your first call with me by the 31st of October. If you go ahead and schedule a discovery call, even if you decide that this isn't a good fit, go ahead and sign up for a call. Let's talk through what your next steps are into achieving food and body freedom and learning how to trust your body better. And if you decide to work together, I will give you a $200 program credit. So 
You can find more information about my Trust Your Body coaching program and how to schedule a call at mindandbodystrong.com slash coaching. Now let's talk about our special guest today. Her name is Amanda, Amanda Monier, and she is an energy healer, certified energetic allergy healing practitioner, certified magnetic mind coach, certified yoga teacher, emotional code practitioner, which we do actually go into in this episode, transformational nutrition coach and holds a bachelor's in psychology. She assists her clients in healing old wounds and up leveling to the highest soul aligned version of themselves. Amanda is a woman on a mission to create a movement of healed, intuitively connected humans, people who are truly aligned with their heart and soul, creating a life on their terms and passionately unleashing their gifts into the world. Amanda is completely committed to her soul work of changing lives, and that will definitely come through in this episode. Amanda and I talk on things like energetic courting, which she'll go into exactly what that is and how we identify it, how we work through it. And we talk about this concept of dark night of the soul, how she's experienced that. I bring in a little bit about how I experienced that. Really just dive into this really beautiful conversation that kind of touches on all these different things around mindset, around our energy, around our emotions. We talk a little bit about human design and generational like healing, those wounds from our past generations so that we can move forward into the life that we desire. So I'm really excited to bring to you this conversation. Amanda has so much life and so much energy, and I know that you're going to feel that from today's conversation. So let's jump into the episode. All right. Welcome to the podcast, Amanda. So happy to have you here. Hi, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super, super happy to be here. So thank you. Yes. I'm so excited to have you. I think we have very similar energies and you have a lot of really awesome expertise that I'm really excited to dive into. I know it's going to be super, super helpful. And I specifically around the, I want to start with the energetic coding, but before we do that, before we get into all this really juicy stuff that you're about to share with us, I would love for you to share with my audience a little bit about who Amanda Monier is and how you got into doing this beautiful work that you do as an energy healer and mindset coach. Yeah. So, well, years ago, I didn't know who I was, so it's been a journey and I am now I'm shifted into my, my passion and purpose work. And it's all around energy work, mindset coaching, but on a deeper level, it's all about heart and soul alignment and really just unleashing, helping people, um, kind of tap into that remembrance of who they are so that they can unleash that beautiful, authentic, unique soul frequency to the planet. So it's just all about like being authentically you and really stepping into that and then releasing all the resistance and all the blocks and all the illusions and stories really is what they are that have separated you from your true self. So that's kind of a condensed version of of kind of what I would, how I would explain the, the work I do and, and what's like very important to me and, and my mission here. So, yeah, it's so, so fun. I love that you had said the remembrance of who we are. I think that's really beautiful because I think so many people might be going around thinking like they need to like find themselves, but it's like, no, that stuff's already inside of us. It's about like pulling it out. Would you agree? Absolutely. So it's, I always remind people you're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. It's not any of that. There's nothing like outside of you 
that is going to like fix you. It's really like this journey going back within and releasing those blocks. And that's really what the healing is all about is just releasing those blocks to being able to connect with that part of you that you've disconnected from. And when we have different experiences throughout, you know, maybe even different like timelines and things, it's like, we can slowly like fragment and disconnect from those parts of us because of the trauma and like these things that we say, oh my gosh, it's too scary. Or the unconscious mind, the ego just wants to keep us safe as possible. Thank you. But sometimes it's like, you know, it's like, we're ready to move forward. And that thing that maybe was holding us back isn't meant to still be there. It's meant to just more like let go and just step into that up-leveled version of who you are, which is really just embodying more of your essence. Yeah. You had mentioned a lot about blocks and like fragmenting ourselves. And and I know that the work you do now is really helping people like heal those parts of themselves so that they can come back to that true essence. And I'm sure that because you stepped into this work, you have your own story about how you overcame blocks and fragmentation. So I'd love to hear about a little bit about how you were able to make that transition for yourself. Like what started that process for you? Yeah, I kind of have like two little pieces, well, big pieces, I guess. So one of the main pivotal things for me that was when my parents split was really like I had these deeply rooted abandonment wounds because I blamed myself and then it continued to show up in my life. And I do think that a lot of it, well, I know a lot of it was around like love and just my own worth and worthiness. And so it just these cyclical patterns kept presenting themselves. And it was like this energy of like, I just needed this love like so bad. And I just didn't really understand when I was so little, because as kids, we don't understand always what's going on. Like we feel kids are so um, intuitive and they, they pick up all this stuff, but it's like, if they don't have like adults who are in like their conscious awareness, being able to be like, no, it's not your fault. Like, it's just this, this, and this, it's like, I I internalized it. And I continued to repeat these patterns and to always say like same man, different face. Like I ended up with like the same pain eliciting situations over and over and over again to where I was like, oh my gosh. So this actually happened like from kind of when I started dating until recently. And I had a period of time where I was, so I was actually like my career was in law enforcement prior to shifting into healing work. I was a probation officer for about six years and I had had this experience when I, I had met this, this man, he was absolutely amazing. And we had a very strong soul connection and it was like very familiar and it was, it was wonderful. And so it was when we, well, there's actually, this actually kind of speaks to the energetic cording too, that I know we're going to get into in a little bit, but he showed up and then my ex-boyfriend came into the picture <laughs> and I had, I sabotaged the new relationship And totally like, I messed it up completely. And it was, it was just this programming and patterning that I had still not released. And so that was one of the main things that kind of jolted me into like this dark night of the soul to where I was like, okay, I was like, this life is not supposed to suck this bad. Like, cause up until this point, not that I didn't have good experiences, but I was like, it's not supposed to be like sucky on this like cyclical level. And I'm like, I just know, like innately, I just know that this isn't how it's supposed to be. And so I started 
really just doing all first, it kind of started external. Like I was like, okay, all the books I can get my hands on, like all the spiritual books and courses and things to kind of maybe help me put things into perspective because I just knew that it was like a lot of dense emotions. And and I just knew that I wasn't supposed to be feeling those all the time and like be in this pain. I was like, meant, I knew I was like meant for this, like great, like love relationship. There's so many things that I want to like peel apart. And I think the first piece that I want to just reflect is that story about having this new relationship come into your life. And then the old relationship kind of shows up to almost sabotage the new one that's going on. That's actually a story I hear in, from many of my friends. It's something that um, has happened to me before. And that is such a, a common thing that happens. And I, I also just want to clarify for my audience, this idea of energetic cording is what you call it. Yeah. Explain mm-hmm. to us what that is. Yeah. I'll kind of use an analogy because it's kind of helpful for me. So maybe it'd be helpful for people. Like if you pick up your phone, you put in a certain number, which is, we'll just call it a frequency. It, it dials the person that you're trying to reach. They pick the phone up. So this can actually happen when you think of somebody, maybe they show up or they text you or whatever, because if everything's connected and everything is energy, especially for people who are super sensitive. And so it's also really important to start to acknowledge like, like your own sensitivity is related to your intuition, because as I've found in like the very recent months, like if I'm plugging into something, like I am feeling all that emotion immensely. And it's like, we don't need to be like, I can't show up and serve my clients and help and show up on the level that I'm supposed to, if I'm plugged into this dense energy. So back to like the courting piece. So the way that this works is they're like, I, I see them as like almost like streams of energy from like us connecting to another person. And especially like when we're intimate with those people, like they can even leave like cording residue, especially for us women, like in our womb space. And so we can have like these different cords. So it's like almost these pieces of their energy. And it can also plug into different parts of our field. So whether it be like, oftentimes if it's a, a negative energy and a negative kind of dynamic, maybe like a karmic relationship, I've seen them show up a lot in like the stomach area. So like the power center, but they can really be plugged in anywhere because if it is a negative situation, oftentimes it's like that siphon of the energy. So this particular individual, it wasn't like a terrible relationship. It wasn't a soulmate relationship or anything, but this, I I didn't know about this stuff at this time. Like I hadn't even like acknowledge the fact that I was like a spiritual being having a human experience. Like I didn't get any of that just yet. Mm-hmm. So from what I know now, I can explain it from the perspective. Like he picked up on the fact that I was falling in love with another person. And when we unconsciously pick up on those things, it kind of like creates this ping to where we're like, oh my gosh, I need to reach out. <laughs> so we reached out and then my own like unconscious stuff and, you know, my feelings of unworthy and all this and that. And it was, this happened over a probably several weeks, but condensed version is it caused me to like get in my head and I hadn't resolved all the stuff with this person. Cause we can even have like these different soul contracts and all kinds of things that can come up. And so I hadn't resolved this and I had still didn't know how to disconnect these cords. So I was still like, I could still feel his energy. And then it gets to a point too, where you don't especially when you're in this situation, you don't know what's yours. You don't know what's theirs. You don't know what's the new person, the new like man I was dating. Like I was just like, it was so much. And so like, I was like, okay, I'm removing myself from all of it. And then, and then when I did that, I was like, oh no, what did I do? (laughs) 
So these things are fascinating. They're actually really easy to dependent on if it's like a pretty like basic situation. I found different things with working with clients. If it's like, you know, a 10 year, like very tumultuous relationship, they can be a little bit more intricate, but if just literally through intention and even just like, if you visualize it, okay, like I do still feel connected to this person and I don't want to be feeling their energy in this way, just unconsciously uncording, whether you like cut the cord or pull it out, you just want to make sure it's like fully pulled out. But these things are absolutely fascinating and I've seen it show up time and time again. So it's just my way of explaining it, but I definitely know it's a thing because I felt it so many times. Yeah, I've I've felt that courting, so to speak, of being connected to someone. Actually, this happened in a really weird way for me where I was thinking about someone who I hadn't talked to in a really long time and who I was really interested in from like a dating perspective. And then all of a sudden this person shows up in my text messages, like out of nowhere, like saying all these really sweet things. And I was like, this is so weird. And it ended up not working out, but it was just so interesting, like how my energy was going towards that. And then like, somehow he must've picked up on that. And it was just so strange. Like, I just look back at that experience and be like, and I'm just, it's proof to me that these types of things really do exist. Yeah. It was that a long time ago or was that oh, it like, was like before you kind of knew the, the woo woo stuff? <laughs> yeah, no, it was a few months ago. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it, it's just so interesting. And I think it also speaks to Because something I've really been guided and called to step into more of is my feminine energy, because I was all masculine. I didn't know what the heck feminine was. Like, I was like, sometimes I like joke around. I'm like, I should have been a dude. Like, (laughs) because I just didn't like, I didn't get it because being in my masculine was actually like, in all seriousness, how I kept myself safe. It was how like, I got through the like kind of ups and downs and be even being in law enforcement. So like speaking to like the feminine piece, like it is actually what I've really been practicing is that receiving and, and really getting into like the, our feminine power. And it's really like, like this is becoming palpable on the planet right now. Like so many of us women are stepping into this because it's not like a manipulation energy. It's a creation energy. And it comes a lot from our sacral chakra and our womb space. And a lot of us have been working to clear all this trauma and all this stuff that is has been stuck in that creation center. Because if you think about it from even a physical perspective, like that's where we birth and create life. That's where we just in general, it's like our creation portal. And we can harness this energy to really just be like, okay, like this is what I want to create. I'm going to step into this. I'm going to feel the energy of it. And I'm just going to call it in. And then it's like, it shows up. It's, is very interesting because it's like when we don't have that resistance to it, and obviously everybody has free will. Like I can be, Oh, I want so-and-so to reach out. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to show up, but it also, there's a good chance that like I popped up on their mind. So I love that you had brought up the masculine feminine energies. This is something that I've been really deep into understanding in my own life. And I too very much operated from that more masculine mindset of like doing and achieving. And especially being when I was really a part of diet culture, I think there's a lot of that energy in that space too, where you have to kind of block out your emotional experience, block out how you're feeling that this is how I experienced it at least. And to just push through, to get a number, to get a result instead of just allowing yourself to, to flow through. Now, I, I would love to kind of dive a little bit deeper into this like masculine feminine energy. How do we like differentiate? Because I think that 
so many women, especially, and maybe men too, see this feminine energy as almost like a weakness and like stepping into that means I need to like let go of my power, but that's not the case at all. It's actually the complete opposite. So talk to me more about that. Yeah, absolutely agree. I, when you were saying that it was like coming through that this is actually, it's more powerful, not necessarily more, but because of the amount of surrender and trust in the universe that it requires in like this, knowing this, that this is, and this is something that I've really been called to trust and step into because we want to know the ending of the story, right? Like we want to know what happens. We want to have that control over stuff. That's why even like, you know, assigning a number to like, I want to hit this number on the scale, or I want to control this amount of macros in my diet. Cause it's like doing, you know, like carry the one, I, all the like calculations and stuff rather than just being like immersed in the flow, because yeah. really what the, the, it's all about feminine and masculine balance, because to me, the masculine is all about inspired action and knowing when, like there are times in my business or even in the outside world where I step into my masculine because I'm called to do what's necessary, what I'm guided to do. But then there's times where it's like, okay, like it's time to like really step into my feminine energy and come from that more place of like, I think surrender maybe has some negative connotations to me. Surrender is not like you're rolling over and like being like, okay, whatever. It's like, no, it's more so like I've already chosen this. I planted the energetic seeds and it's like this or something better because sometimes what we think we want, like the universe has something 10 times more. And I've really had to trust that lately because it's like our mind likes to attach to things and then we're like, no, this is what I said I wanted. And then it's gone. And you're like, well, like what now? And the universe is like, don't worry, take a deep breath. Because once you're in that like state of trust and flow, you start to kind of learn how things manifest and how things work, because it really is just all about energy. And then it comes down to, to the resistance piece. So when we don't have resistance to stuff, like example, like you order something on Amazon, like you're not going to sit there waiting at your door every day, like waiting for it to show up, opening the door, that'd be excruciating. Mm -hmm. You just know it's going to show up. It's the mm -hmm. same thing when you order something off a menu, like you're not going to like, I mean, unless it takes two hours, you're not going to like, you're just going to trust that it's going to show up at your table when it's ready. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting practice and, and perspective, because that's really what it's been for me. Like it's a practice because I'm by no means perfect with this, or I have my days where I'm just like, no, like it needs to show up now. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I find myself in that energy too of, and it, it does feel for me when I set that boundary of like, this needs to happen. It's coming from that energy of like graspiness and this needs to happen in this way. And right now it, it's, it's feels like I'm just like clenching my hands together. Like it's very resistant, but when you come to that place, like you had mentioned of I've already decided that this is mine. It's this or something better, like show me the way. And you're open to receiving like guidance towards that. It just becomes such a flow and allows us to be guided to what is there for us. And oftentimes, like you had mentioned, it's often a lot bigger than we would have ever imagined for ourselves. We don't even recognize it. It usually is. And I love the term that you use clench because I say the same thing. So there's like a contrast between this clench energy yeah. and this expansion and this more expansive expansion energy. And one thing that's worked for me, especially like if I'm taking action or I'm making a decision, it's like the, this like full body yes concept. And it comes to like learning your own intuition style. Like for me, I, again, I feel so deeply that 
if it's not like a full body, yes, where I'm just like, my body is like excited and I feel this expansion, like it's probably a no, or it's like, okay, not right now. Or just like allow whatever else needs to come through. Because like when we get these pings before the conscious mind has the chance to take over and come up with all the reasons why you shouldn't do this thing or why it seems illogical, Mm -hmm. it's like chances are you are getting the guidance right there coming in. Mm -hmm. So it's super, super powerful. Yes, absolutely. And as you were saying that, Amanda, I was reflecting on how our intuition really lives in our bodies and our mind is oftentimes, this is what I'm recognizing in my own experience is that our mind is often the thing that gets in the way of us actually fully listening to that gut response or that, that intuition that lives in our bodies. Have you experienced that as well? Or what have you experienced as far as like the mind body connection there? Yeah, absolutely. For me, again, with like how sensitive my body is, like it's definitely, and I actually heard of human design a couple times. And we've talked about this. Yeah, it popped up, like it popped up like for probably the last month and a half. And like there was one day where I was like, okay, you need to go check this out. Like, and I did. And it makes sense because all like everything that like I've explained as far as like the feelings and the gut response, and then me, like, my body and my intuition, it's all like in my sacral and in my gut to where I, that's like my energetic design to where I feel it. So you can go on like websites and like plug all your information and you need like your birthday and birth time. And then it'll pop out, you know, the information. And it's just kind of cool because I don't like to shove anyone into a box like that, but it actually, I found it to be true for me. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, sometimes like, like obviously the mind is powerful as well. I don't mitigate that at all, but I found for me when I'm in my head, like it's usually not, not helpful for me than when I'm more in my heart and in my body, usually I'm more productive and more, I'm feeling like I'm like more stable, more powerful when I'm in my body. And when I'm trusting myself, even coming down to like, if I'm not hungry, not forcing myself to like eat something just because like I'm supposed to get my protein intake. Like if yeah. I, my body's not hungry, like maybe my body's good to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's being in tune with your body and learning that it, it does take some time. It, I know for me, it really did because I was so, we were so, we're so conditioned to not listen to our bodies and to go about everything in a logical way. And it has to make sense. And I think learning, leaning into this more like intuitive side has allowed me to recognize that there, there's so many other options that we have that we're just not allowing ourselves to like fully express or like feel out because we've just been taught that this is not the way, like there has to be a specific, you know, A to B and there's just a lot of that masculine energy again around how we get things done but it can just be so much more of an enjoyable experience when we just allow ourselves to like be in the flow and just see what feels good and not force, like you had said, like with, with hunger, not forcing ourselves to eat just because we feel like we should eat because the meal plan said we need X amount of protein today. (laughs) It's like, okay, my body is actually really wise and intuitive and knows what I need. And I'm going to trust that I'm good to go. Yeah, no, it's, it's, Absolutely true. And it's just interesting because when we go back to as well, there's a couple of things I wanted to note, like our, everything is so intertwined, like the mental body, the physical body, the emotional body. Like if you have like physical stuff going on, usually it's a manifestation of something else. Like it's all like nothing is by a coincidence or like, you know, if you have pain in your hip, 
it's not just because you got pain in your hip. You probably got like trapped emotions or stored trauma or maybe a memory, maybe it's ancestral. There's something deeper. And that's the way that our bodies work is they are trying to support us and give us that, hey, hello, I'm here. Like I'm in pain, like this is painful. Like, can we just let this go? And Mm -hmm. then oftentimes we don't listen or we go take a pain pill and we're like, oh, I'm just gonna mask the symptom here. And Mm -hmm. another interesting thing that, like with coming through as you were talking, you know, they do feel like a lot of people are starting to wake up to this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And even just the fact that so many people I know are removing themselves from this like system, if you will, that has been created to keep us in these boxes and pulled down into this like place to where we are only in our masculine. And we're just literally waking up every day and telling ourselves the same story to go to work to a place we hate because we got to pay the mortgage and then we got to do all these things and all the obligatory, you know, dinners and things, the shit that we hate. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like that system, it feels like it, it, it is breaking, like it is breaking down. And a lot of people are like, wait, hold on a second. Like, uh, this is not right. Like, it's like that inner knowing of like, this is not right. This is not what I'm here for. And so that's actually what is going on partially of what's going on on the planet right now, because we've seen so much like craziness, like it's the same thing individually and it's the same thing collectively. So a lot of people are going through this stuff right now on a level that is individual to where it's like, they're going through these dark nights of the soul or they're changing all this stuff because all the lies and all the density is coming up to the surface because before we can really step into that part of us, like divine higher self, whatever you want to call it, that full embodiment of who we came here to be lies and all the other stuff has to go. They cannot coexist. Mm -hmm. And then on that collective level, the same thing's happening because all the lies and all the things that have been ingrained on this planet from all the conditioning mechanisms to all the, like, you shall, you know, go to school and then you shall pick a job and then you shall pick a partner and you shall get a chihuahua and do all these things. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like the things that we're told, like you shall marry a mediocre person. Like, yeah. Like it's like the shalls and shoulds of like the conditioning to keep us in this form. Honestly, like it's to me, I call it modern day slavery. And we just don't like, if you really look at it from an objective level, it is because you think about the people that go every day and they're under fluorescent lights sitting in the dark in a cubicle, like, you know, pounding away at the keys to make some person at the top X amount of dollars while they get a small menial cut. Like to me, that's not the way that that life was designed. And that's not like, no, never subscribe to that. And when I left my career, even like started this business, people were like, uh, are you like nuts? And there were moments where I'm like, am I delusional? Like, <laughs> like I thought that a couple of times I'm like, I don't know. I don't really care. Cause I don't want to be in the system anymore. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I have, I had that realization pretty early on too. When I was right out of college, I realized wow, I've been following this path that I'm supposed to follow and getting the good, you know, the decent grades and being involved with decent people, like not getting in trouble ever and putting myself on this path. And and then I found myself in this place of really just feeling unfulfilled. And I'd gotten this degree that I was supposed to get. And now I have all this debt and now I don't, can't really do anything with said degree until I go back to school because I had a psychology degree like you did. And any of the things that sounded remotely interesting required additional schooling. And I just didn't want to be a part of that system any longer. Like I just felt 
deeply that it was not for me anymore. And so from that point until now, I mean, it's been five years now, which it seems like it's been multiple lifetimes since oh, that moment. I feel you girl. <laughs> wow. I mean, like I just reflect so often yeah. about how these last five years from the time I graduated from college has felt like lifetimes mm-hmm. of, because I've been led into this work of doing more of that, like inner child healing and like releasing yeah. that trauma, like learning about how to like process and feel emotion. Like, that work I never really knew I needed, but everything that I did guided me to here. And it was a very unconventional way in which I did that. So I totally agree with you. Like there's, we have to really allow ourselves to look at those systems we've been brought up in and, and, and ask like, is this really serving me to my best? And a lot of times it's not, and we can start to ask for new directions and ask for new inspired actions. But one thing I want to just circle back on that you've mentioned a couple of different times is this idea of dark night of the soul. And I'd love to explore more about what you mean by that. Cause I'm like, Ooh, that sounds juicy. Oh, they're, they're fun. <laughs> she says I've had a smile. couple of big ones. So, and I like kind of tying it to the word you said unfulfilled. Like yeah. for me, it was all like it's like when your soul knows better or you walk into this place every day and you're like, Oh, I feel like a piece of my soul's dying every day. Like I felt like that, like where I was just kind of like, Oh, I can't do it anymore. So dark night of the soul, how I can explain it on what it's meant to me. And in my journey is just this situation. I kind of, the story I told about that boyfriend that brought up immense amount of density and pain and it was like everything came to the surface and I was just, I can't remember how many days I was in my home, like hiding and crying. And like, it was like this purge on another level to Mm -hmm. where it was, it had this darkness had been activated within me because it was all this pain and all this stuff that like, it was like, it had to go. And so again, sometimes it's because I joke around, I'm like, Oh, I messed it up. But like, this had to happen like this person that came in was part of like the journey for me, because this density and this energy. So it was just like all those emotions and all of those things. It's like, I say dark night. Cause it was dark. Like mm-hmm. it's to where it's like, you want to close the blinds, hide inside packed into like a couple of weeks of just purging out this energy. And it's sometimes it's like, cause with emotions and things like we have this tendency to stuff them. We have this tendency to not want to go there. Especially I, I feel that for even men in society, it's like, Oh, if you cry, you're pansy, you're weak. You, you cannot go there. Like there's a difference between like walking out, like crying every day and like, you know, like being just over the top about it rather than like something, you know, sad happens and you have this emotional reaction. You need to let it out because if you don't let it out, it's just hanging, hanging inside of you. And so it's like this deep, dark, like release. And I mean, I've had like a variety of times to where I have these like things come up. I would say I've had probably three to four, like really, really like big dark purges to where I'm just like, Oh, where, where you do feel like even you're clearing like lifetimes of trauma and pain mm-hmm. and, and all in like several weeks. And the catalysts for me typically were uh, breakups because a lot of my stuff that I feel that I was meant to clear and kind of master in this lifetime is all around like this self-worth and this love piece. And like, like being able to just 
know that I am like worthy of this love. And like, I can really like find that within first Mm -hmm. and get to this place to where I'm just like, it's like this knowingness now of like, okay, my soulmate's on his way and I don't need to really worry about it. But I, the journey to that was filled with a lot of tears (laughs) and it's different for everybody too, because it doesn't mean that like maybe some of the themes and things for, for certain people are around other stuff. So for me, it just seemed to have been a lot around love. Mm -hmm. And it's, again, it's one of those things where it's like the, the light, that full embodiment of who you're meant to be cannot coexist with all the darkness. And it can even go down to like the generational trauma. I explain a lot of these as like energetic software programs that we inherit. So if we're inheriting these energetic software programs, because even if you look at it from like a, a level that is very understandable to most people, you look at families and they often talk the same way. They often have the same core belief systems around money, around raising families, around religion, whatever it might be, because it's like, okay, that's what's programmed in from day one. Most likely there's a lot of stuff that came from, you know, grandparents, great grandparents, like, for example, like, let's say you have grandpa who was in the depressed, great grandpa or whoever that was like, you know, in the depression. And then these money software programs get passed down. And it's just like the scarcity mindset, or maybe there's like a energy around like, oh, we have to save all this stuff because it may not be here or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Those things are real. And science has actually traced it back to seven generations. Now I think it can go way further. And I think it can overlap with like all the woo, the past lives and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So It's again, and, and I want to actually make this point because I think it's really important. Don't have to go like digging and looking for this stuff. Again, I want you to remember you're not broken. You don't need to be fixed coming at this from a place of conscious creation of what it is. You choose what it is. Your truth is because you, that's something you can never lose. Even if you have these dense emotions and these feelings coming up, that wisdom within you of who you are, what you came here to do, that can never be lost. Kind of forgot it. It's a little fuzzy. (laughs) So you can actually tune into that. And whether you tune into that going within, maybe you journal it and write it out, whatever is like your kind of unique way to get that out. Uh, Maybe someone's like an artist or a singer or something like there's kind of that innate way that you express yourself. And then it's like really being intentional because if we're not intentional about what we're creating, we're going to get random stuff. So, and I don't, I say random in the sense that it's not really random because it's coming from your unconscious programming. So it just may seem random, but it ain't random. (laughs) So you're going to get that random, not so random stuff continuing on repeat. So again, if we come at it from this conscious creation perspective to where we're choosing what it is we want to create from a place of that heart and soul alignment that we would just love to have it. And then what we're doing with the energy work is we're saying, okay, I'm going to, from maybe even a detached perspective, acknowledge in the here and now, hmm, I'm not quite there yet. So what is actually in the way of that? What is the resistance to that? What would someone have to believe to like prevent the flow of being able to go there? Is this even mine? And that's a a question that I would highly recommend starting to integrate into everything is, is this even mine? Because if it's not yours, it's actually a million times easier to release and clear than if it's like your deeply ingrained and rooted stuff. And I found time and time again, when I tune into something, if I'm feeling something and I'm like, oh, this feels gross. Like, like, is this, is this even mine? And then if I get like a, no, there are different ways you can kind of tune into this stuff then it's like, okay, well, then I can just connect with my higher self and my own source connection. And I can just 
like, I can just let it go. I can choose to let it go through my intention. And Mm -hmm. so again, some of these things can be a little bit more dicey, but at a very foundational level, it's like, that's how we break these trauma patterns. That's how we break these ancestral cycles. And it's, it's a lot easier, but again, I want people to realize that it's not something where you need to go do all this deep inner healing work, like starting to get intentional about what it is that you truly want to bring to life and what you want to, and what you're here for. Like that's where it starts. And then you can release the resistance to going there. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you brought it around to, to that piece about how we don't need to go digging and like kicking up the dirt, so to speak, like that will kind of naturally happen as it's supposed to. It definitely will. Like there's, that's definitely part of the process. You, you talk a lot about on your Instagram too, about shadow work, which I think is a lot of this stuff too, or would that be a little different? No, it's very similar. It's very similar. So, and, and I like what you said about like, yeah, we, we definitely don't have to, like, it will show up because we have um, relationships in, in whether it be with romantic people or family or whoever, even just uh, people in general mm. can be some of our best teachers. And it's very helpful because, and I like to, sometimes I use the word triggered, but I really have shifted. I really like to use the word activated so mm. that it's like when we have these different experiences and it activates this stuff that bubbles up. And maybe it doesn't feel so good. It's like, okay, we can take a step back. And instead of projecting our stuff onto somebody else, really, really get clear on what this is and what this relationship like came into, like, again, maybe it's just their stuff, but oftentimes if we're really, really activated about it, there may be something for us to see. Like it was actually very interesting. And I, this was was last week I had received this email from this lady like my assistant was helping me with some stuff and, and she had like sent out an email and this email, like a simple, like, no would have been sufficient, but it was so like, she was so unkind and it was very, very like, like out of left field. Like, I don't, I'm not going to like say her name or go into too much detail of it, but I'm just using this as an example because at first I was like, Oh my gosh. And then I took a step back. I'm like, okay, I can either choose to react because my ego wanted to be like, uh, yeah, step off. Like my masculine, like, like badass wanted to come out and be like, who do you think you're talking to? But I was like, is that going to like, I'm like, no, is that going to solve it? No. And then I'm like, okay. I'm like, is there something I need to see? No. And I was like, okay, is this her like kind of projection that she's just like somehow got triggered and is like activated spewing out on me. And I got, I was like, okay, that's kind of what's happening right now. Although it was like very unkind, I was like, do I even need to go there? And I just chose not to go there. Cause I'm like, I can either like get super reactive and then like respond to like where she's at, or I can just choose to like not waste my energy on this stuff. And I can just move about my merry way. And then she actually, she actually had sent another email, like apologizing, but it was kind of a weird apology. So I was like, I'm not even going to respond to that. Cause I was like, it, it was so like disingenuous. I'm like, I'm just going to continue on my path. Like, and you know, sending her love, whatever, like she's going through, like maybe who knows, maybe like her cat died or maybe like someone in her life is dying and she just took it out on me, but I don't have to choose to let her like, you know, sideswipe me and like, let my whole day derail because she decided to be unkind. And yeah. so it's like this balance, right? Cause there's sometimes where it's like, you know, there could be like some uh, like physical or emotional abuse going on from somebody. And that's not a time to sit back. That's a time to like, you know, either get some support or step into your masculine and draw your boundaries. It is kind of this 
again, going within on like, okay, is this mine? Is this something that I just kind of can choose to like move forward from and just stay in my lane? Or is this something where I need to step into my power and really get firm on where I'm at and where my boundaries are? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love how you kept coming back to that question of like, is this mine? And reflecting on that, that I use something similar with my clients when they have these different stories about their body image come up and, and the phrase that I use is who says, who Mm -hmm. says that that is, you know, that thinner bodies are the most attractive, who says that your stomach has to look a certain way, who says that you need to always be on the pursuit of intentional weight loss. And it's very much the same thing. Like, is this mine? Cause a lot of times those narratives that are running around in our store, in our mind, they are maybe things we picked up from our parents and grandparents and the media and so many other sources. And when we really look at them, we're like, oh, this isn't even really mine. And then from this place, what can I actually empowered, like take an empowered step into towards what I actually want and then continue to clear the things that are keeping us from that? Yeah. Even think about how all of the TV shows and, and, and things are like set up and the, the media stuff, like you mentioned and Instagram and all this stuff, it's all like, and there's actually like studies that have, have been like, there's like a certain like dopamine hit that happens in the brain. Social media is a necessary thing, I guess, for business, but like, it's not my cup of tea. Like I didn't have an Instagram before I started my business. Like this was something where I was like, okay, like, I guess I want to get on the, my sister had to show me how to like post a story a few months ago. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Now I find all these funny memes and I'm like, I can't help it. Like, yeah, but it's just one of those things where it's like, that's also the conditioning. So there's actually these like subliminal messages that can actually, there's all kinds of documents out there, but even around like symbols that are embedded in different like TV shows and like kid shows and things like that. Cause everything, if everything carries a frequency, then you can program something in there. You have commercials, like, uh, like it's all like, Oh, your skin's not good enough until you do X, Y, and Z. It's like, right. Um, well, what if all healing was innate and what if we could actually self heal? So my thing is too, anything that's designed to take your power away from you is a crock of shit. So anything that is designed to have you give your power away to some other substance and to take it away from you and like you as a sovereign being is no go. It's a no go. Like, yeah, obviously like we're going to put a little face lotion on whatever, like that kind of stuff. But it's just when we give our power away to like something or someone else, that is like the biggest disservice that we can do to ourselves. Because at the end of the day, we know what's best for us over anybody, over any coach, healer, anything. So if anyone tells you different, like that, like maybe consider like who you're seeing, because it's really about like, I, and believe me, like I've had my own mentors, guides, coaches and things. But if I ever feel for a second that they're telling me what's best for me and telling me what I shall do, instead of being like more that sounding board and that guide and that like, you know, cause there are times like where I've been kind of deep in my stuff and I'm like, okay, like I need a little help, you know, like that's where that, um, like unity consciousness comes in of like helping each other and, and lifting each other up. But there's a difference when, when there's like this disempowering energy around it, like nothing good on that side of things. Like your power comes from within and you already know what's best for you. It's just, you got to get through sometimes cut through the noise if you have a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to clarify, like to your point about not using like a sending your power away to these external things. Like, yeah, we can use the face lotions and the different supplements and things, but we're not allowing that to like become a part of our identity. Mm -hmm. I think that's where it kind of gets mixed up where we really tie our looks or our different, the products that we use like to our identity. And we like have a crisis when we can't like 
have those things or whatever it might be. So that's at least how I've kind of seen it. Um, and I've given my power away in so many different ways and especially within relationships. And I think that's the biggest one too. So I really relate to your stories that you were sharing about love and all of that. That's something that I've really been dissecting myself. And I think it's a definitely a deep wound that a lot of women are looking to heal as well as the wound around money. We talked about like how that those generational wounds with money can also come through. That's something I've also been really deep into just dissecting and peeling back and seeing, okay, like what's really here, what's mine and what can I, what do I actually want? So I can, I can get clearer and move forward towards that and, and be able to clear those blocks that are standing in the way. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. The clarity is so powerful. I will add to that. I like just kind of as an example, like I had for the longest time and it was tied to all the internal stuff, like had issues with my skin breakouts Mm -hmm. and things like literally I'm like, uh, I'm like 29, 30 and I'm still having these issues. Like the only thing that has actually worked is like that deep going within and clearing out all the dense energies mm-hmm. and like doing that inner work. Like I tried every damn supplement aside from like some of like the crazy ones that what's it called that like dries out your liver. I'm like, I'm not touching that, oh, but man. I, <laughs> or something, I don't even know, <laughs> uh, but I'm like, I had tried, I tried everything and it really was all about like me. Like it was like, my skin telling me like, Hey, you need to acknowledge this. You need to acknowledge this. It's right here in your face. Acknowledge this. It's like, no, the other like products are not going to work. Like it's just like really are so powerful. And it's just like stripping back all the ways. And even sometimes people that we've, we've given our power to, and it's just when we're, and then when we're back, like when we're in our power and coming from a heart centered place, it's like, can't go wrong there. Yeah, absolutely. We are so powerful. And I think we need to continue to come back to that recognition. And and what you said is that remembrance, which I love. So that remembrance that we already are powerful beings that are willing to, you know, we can create anything that we want in this world, which is so amazing. But I love everything that you've been sharing here. I would love, is there anything else that you feel like we didn't touch on that just feels like really on your heart that you want to share? We touched on a lot of amazing stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Like the main things I always try to leave people with is kind of what we just touched on here um, at the end. But I think too, it's just like knowing that um, even if you are like in your density right now and you're, you know, you're feeling like kind of hopeless and things like I've been there. (laughs) I, I know how that is and it can and will get better. I would say one of the best things you could do is to really just get intentional about what you want. Even if you're not able to fully feel it just yet, just write it down and start to put that out there to the universe and really just ask your higher self or whatever you God source connection. Mm -hmm. I know everybody has like different words they resonate with, but just asking for like some assistance from, Mm -hmm. you know, just to start getting like some more clarity so you can clear some of the density because again, intention is one of the most, I've found it to be one of the most powerful things that we can really use is just our, our intention on what we're doing because we are creators. Like that's what we're here to do. And I do really feel a shift on the planet, although it may not seem like things are going well, it's again, like this is a time of like this up-leveling of and dismantling of all the things that we can't take with us. Like I don't know if you've heard the term new earth, like this new earth that we're creating, like we can't take all this other stuff with us. It does not, Mm. it does not go with us. (laughs) So it has to be cleared out and it's like this purging on all levels. So 
even though it does feel hopeless sometimes. I'm not even gonna lie. Sometimes I bounce back and forth. I'm like, uh, like things are going great. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening? This the whole world's falling apart. (laughs) But it's just, I I think the more and more people are are waking up to this remembrance of who they are. So I do see it and I have been seeing it. So I that gives me hope and reassurance that that we are headed in that direction for a definitely a more harmonious society and it's just, yeah, I, I, I feel like we are headed in that direction. So hang in yeah. there. If you're, if you're right. having a moment, I get, I get it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Myself included. I have those moments too, oh, where yeah. I have to remember like, okay, like, and then just come back, take those moments and then remember to move forward. And I love that, that kind of like, I, this like image that you had brought up about like the new earth of just letting things go. Like we can't bring those things with us in this new earth that we are now creating. And I love that. Like so many things are going to become possible because of these things that we now look at as maybe inconveniences or they're annoying or whatever. We're frustrated about them. I, I think that anytime I experience that in my life, when I look back years later and reflect, it's like, okay, that was actually the best thing that could have happened in that moment, even though it was really painful at the time, because it brought me to this new place and it it cracked me open. It let me to be able to let go of the things I didn't need to step into this new version. And so that's what is possible for all of, all of my listeners out there. So absolutely. Amazing. So your work is so important that you're doing in the world. So let our audience know where they can find you, what like different resources you have for them, all the things. Yeah. So my, I would say my website's probably, I have an Instagram too, but my website's a good place. I do have some free resources on there. If you're interested in more, we didn't get too much into the type of energy work that I do, but it's all around like reprogramming and rewiring in this conscious creation. So I always get you into like the end result of what it is you want to create and what we're working towards and then working to release some of this density. So I have a couple like free recode audios on there. They're anywhere from like maybe 30 minutes to 45 minutes. They're kind of like healing audios, meditation. So there's some of that on my website. And then I do have weekly audios that are, that come out and they're super affordable. They're like 11 bucks and you can, it's just like whatever theme I'm guided to for the weekend. I do like a recode audio for that. And then my business partner and I were starting a masterclass in the launch week is November 1st. So it'll all be on my website as well, but it's going to be weekly calls and it's going to be this type of work. So there'll be some type of educational piece. And then that will do like a recode healing to like step you into that creative structure and to like do this like rewiring process um, and really like get the resistance released. So you can just go create what it is that you want. And, um, it's all focused around, like, I always say like the four pillars, money, love, life purpose, and health. So I do a lot of like, I don't talk too much about my health related work, but I do energetic allergy healing. So it's like all around like the health and everything too. So, you know, it's all intertwined. I'm like, everybody's like, you got a niche. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I can't, (laughs) are you a manifesting generator as well? I'm, I'm a generator or a yes. generator. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm a manifesting generator. And then you said like, oh, I can't niche down. I'm like, I understand. <laughs> Is that a manifesting generator thing? Yeah. Like having multiple different areas that you're interested in and like, you don't want to ever like choose, but yeah, know, 
I think you know what? what you're doing is very clear and it's very important. And a lot of people are, are desiring this, this level of healing. So I'm definitely going to check out your little audios. Healing audios will sound really great. And for all my audience listeners, I hope you do too. So thank you so much for sharing your brilliance. I love it. And always to my doors open. If you have any questions, like reach out, like DM me, I'll answer, you know, email me, whatever. Like I, my mission is to literally just help as many people as possible. Cause it's just, I, again, I've been there in the density and then the, you know, emotional times and the times where I feel stuck in my job and, and everything too. And I, I get you, <laughs> I get you, but it can change. So thank you so much, Katie, for having me. This has been amazing. Super fun. Yes. Yes, we'll have to do this again too. We definitely will. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode of the Mind and Body Strong podcast. If you loved this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave a five-star rating and review or share a screenshot of the episode on your social media platforms. This helps even more women be able to find the podcast and move towards their own personal transformation. Or come on over to Instagram and send me a DM. Let me know what you thought of the episode or let me know about future topics you'd love to hear here on the podcast. Sending love to you no matter where you're at in the world, my friends. Until next week, take care.